Hello, this is Nancy Ray, your host for the Rebel Haven podcast, a show designed to inspire, educate, and empower our community of entrepreneurs that think differently. For as in the words of the great and late Steve Jobs, the ones who are crazy enough to think they can change the world are the ones that do. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. 32 minutes past the hour. Liftoff on Apollo 11. I have a dream that one day, it's one small step for man, one giant leap for mankind. Hello and welcome to the Rebel Haven podcast. This is your host, Nancy Ray. And in today's podcast, we're going to be talking about debate, argumentation, agreeing, assumptions, and really understanding people. And what's bringing up this podcast right now is some of the discussions uh, (laughs) that I'm seeing going on online about um, Notre Dame or Notre Dame however you want to say it, um, this really tragic, sad fire that that's taken place and that has destroyed so much of this beautiful historical landmark and, and piece of history. And it's amazing that something like this can happen. And collectively, <laughs> we can all perceive and interact with it so differently. And it's interesting to see that I assumed that everyone would be mourning the loss of this beautiful building, this beautiful piece of history, until earlier this morning, I woke up and I saw this post being shared around of a woman who was celebrating so happy that this building is being burnt to the ground. And immediately, I had this like little uh, pinging going off in my brain of curiosity of what in the world would um, would would be going on inside this woman's mind for her to be so excited that this is happening. And I immediately went to curiosity. And the reason I did this is because I've worked very hard and I sometimes fail at this, but in really being curious when I see a differing opinion, a different approach, a different perspective, going to curiosity first, because when I'm in curiosity, I'm staying out of being defensive being condemning and being judgmental. And this is critical, you guys, when we're talking about the world and wanting to feel connected and create union and heal so much of the separation that's in society, we get to recognize our tendency to move into really believing and needing that we must agree, disagree, or have some sort of opinion or exact some sort of judgment upon other people's choices, opinions, perspectives, and the way they choose to live their life. And it is this, this human obsession, this low vibration, close-minded, like, pressure to do this that is creating so much division on the planet between different religions, different political parties, different, uh, you know, cultures in general, inside households, inside communities, inside the world. This is the problem, everybody. This thing that we have, this need to be right or, or need to make a decision or need to pass a judgment before we've actually truly stepped in someone's shoes all the way, all the way, their stinky, worn out shoes, and really felt why they are saying what they're saying and where they're truly coming from. Now, what some people want to do because they want to pretend like they're being understanding and yet still politely disagree is they will still stand in their own shoes and they will try the best they can to assume why the other person's feeling the way they're feeling without actually empathetically, genuinely, truly putting themselves in that person's life. 
So I have my own, my own beautiful, innocent little reaction to this historic landmark being burned to the ground was I was immediately sad. I was sad that I, I hadn't seen it yet, um, that I haven't seen it yet in real life or, you know, taking the time yet to go and do a lot of the things over there in that part of the world that I've been wanting to do. And I, and I felt sad because even if they do rebuild it, there's so much about the originality, like the actual hands, the people that labored and put their love, sweat and tears into the building that's going to be different now, even if it is, you know, a replica or try to be, you know, they try to restore it. So I felt sad and I watched it burn and I, that was my initial reaction, which I think is, is a fairly common one among most people. So that's my own individual, not really opinion, I guess, but experience was, oh, th- this is very sad and um, even though this building doesn't hold massive significance for my religion or my background or even my culture, I can still feel that for the people that it does. And I, and I can still, you know, send my love and my prayers to the people that are in a lot of pain by this, this happening. And at the same time, when I saw her post, I thought, wow, this is a very different perception on this happening. And I began reading through the comments and I saw one of four things, people who were stoning her to death, (laughs) condemning her, calling her a worthless piece of shit. Uh, Two, I saw people who were worshiping her like, you're so amazing. You're so right. You're so wonderful. And like putting her up on this pedestal. And then I saw people politely attempting to disagree. And then I saw people just agreeing, but kind of, you know, just your standard agree, disagree versus, you know, the worshiping, uh, idolizing type energy. So I saw this happen. This is very common when someone comes out with a very polarizing opinion. You see these different um, interactions in the feed. It's very uh, metaphorical to what's happening in society as a whole. When we see these different archetypal response showing up, that this is what's happening. A lot of people are feeling the need to stone, murder, and destroy the actual individual um, because the opinion is so triggering to their own past, their own experience. It feels so mean. It feels so hard. And when we are applying this concept, we get to apply it all the way through, not just to the woman posting this opinion, but even to the people's responses. When I go into the people who are responding and I see their really violent, intense response of wanting to like stone this woman, condemn this woman and judge this woman. When I go into their shoes, like fully into their life. And I imagine being raised the way they were raised in the cold culture they were raised in with their own unique experiences, I can absolutely see why I would feel the need to defend in that way, to defend, to lash out and, and to hurt. And again, not saying that's right. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is I can extend compassion rather than judging them. Because if you're condemning the condemners, my dear, you're, you're being part of the problem, not the solution. So it's not about judging the judges, condemning the condemners. Let's not stone the stoners, <laughs> stoners. Uh-huh. That's a good drug joke. Anyways, what we get to do is we get to really as best we can honor our own feelings. We can absolutely have our own feelings, our own opinion, our own experience of it. And if we're wanting to create connection and union with others, we get to be willing to see it from their perception. And that doesn't, again, that does not mean agree when we return to our own perception. That does not mean when we return to our own perception, our own grounding space in our own identity that will agree with them. But what it will mean is we will have a different level of compassion and genuine other understanding rather than assumption, genuine understanding of what they're feeling. Because what will often happen is because we want to avoid being truly empathetic and really standing in their shoes because it can be painful. It can be painful when we really see where they're coming from, because what will happen is when you go into their perception fully, 
where they believe 100% they're right, when you go into their perception, you believe the ability to do this means that you can honestly say to yourself, man, if I was that person in that situation with those experience, I would probably almost definitely be celebrating this building burning down because I would be them so fully and completely. And when you can absolutely take on their perception to that degree of ownership where you believe they're actually right and justified in their behavior, their beliefs, their opinion, whatever it is now You can return to your own perception. And guess what happens now? Union happens now. Because if there's some way that they are right about what they're right about, that's going to transform your perception. It's going to expand it. It's going to shift it. There will be something about the way you approach situations or even your own behavior that will change, even if it's subtle and slight. And this will create union because the truth is this is the woman's uh, heartfelt perception, whether she's right or wrong. That's what I want you to hear. I'm not saying she's right or justified or any of that in her perception. I'm saying when I go fully into her body, fully as best I can, as best I can, there's not going to be a hundred percent of this because I'm truly not her. But when I, when I have the willingness and the desire to see it fully from her eyes without assumption, what I can feel is this woman's perception and the way she was raised is that she sees that building as a symbolism of murder, of tyranny, of using God, saying, you know, using the name of God to justify horrendous acts. She sees it as a symbol of, you know, an archaic system that is disrupting people's connection with God. She sees it as a, a symbol of pedophilia behaviors, right? We all know the, 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 the dark side of the history of some of the, you know, the priests in the Catholic church and whatever. And, and as much as we can say, oh, she's overgeneralizing, or as much as we can say she's wrong, or she's not seeing things clearly, as much as we can say that, which may be true, when we actually go fully into her perception with her pain, her heartbreak, her opinion, her experiences, who knows how her interaction, what her story is with the Catholic Church, maybe her family's history with it, who knows? We can see why from her own little perception on the planet, this could be a celebration of the end of an era where she believes that people are caged by a patriarchal system and in her belief system that's that's not what it needs to be she wants maybe synarchy uh you know something different not necessarily matriarchy i don't know i don't know her fully but we can see how she could celebrate it and again that doesn't make her right and it doesn't make us wrong what it does is now we connect because the truth is i also would celebrate the end of something that represented pedophilia. That's true. Um, what, what it does is it tells me something about her. It tells me about what she values. So rather than seeking to agree or disagree with her perception or her beliefs or her opinion, what I can do is I can say, what does, when I really go into her story, what does it tell me about her? It tells me that she is an incredibly heart led person that wants everyone to feel safe and that wants everyone to have a connection with God and that wants kids to be protected and safe. Wow. I also want those things. We can be connected in that way. Even if I don't agree with her method for doing it. Now what happens instead of shunning her, shaming her, disconnecting from her, stoning her to death publicly on social media, like, you know, a tantruming three-year-old instead I can send her love. And I can see her and witness her pain and say, I don't get it fully, 
but I want you to know that I see you. I see you. And you know what? I embrace you and I accept you because people who are in pain, people who have been traumatized, that's what they need. People who are depressed, people who have rage, people who have any sort of mental illness, what they need is to be embraced and loved and validated in the crazy chaos they're experiencing, whether it feels like a parallel reality to us. It doesn't seem true. It doesn't seem real. In their world, it is. And we cannot bridge the gap between us and someone else by condemning the way that they're seeing it. What we can do is we can meet them there. We can go with them into the hole and say, oh my God, I see, I I understand you. And I'm not just going to assume I know you. I'm not just going to assume that I'm saying I understand because I want to quickly put in place my own disagreement or try to change your mind. And certainly we can do that. Disagreeing is fantastic. When we disagree, we go back and forth and everybody's minds expand. When everybody's doing it from a a heart-centered place of curiosity and exploration, disagreement and debate is fucking fantastic. I debated all through high school. I loved it. It totally transformed the way that I see and approach everything in the world. I'm so incredibly grateful for that. And when we're approaching disagreement from a fear-based, ego-driven mind, it creates destruction and separation. It does not create innovation. It does not create um, connection or love or appreciation. It creates pain. It creates separateness. It creates ostracizing people and kicking people out of this human tribe. We are all a family. We're all a family and every single person's life and everything that they've experienced and everything that they're feeling, whether based in a true belief or not, is valid. If she feels elation seeing this building burn, what does that teach us about her and the world and how we can be more compassionate, how we can extend our hand to her and say, sister, I am so sorry that you've experienced these things and I love you and I love what your goal is. I love what you value and I love your heart. And whether someone's crying about the building burning or celebrating the building burning, they can still be united. They can still extend love to each other and compassion to each other. And this is what gets to change. We get to approach people wanting to understand them fully, not assuming so that we can then try to manipulate or course correct their behavior. We get to, from a heart-centered space, not the mind, not the fear-based ego, truly understand and communicate from our heart. I did see some people sharing with her from a very heartfelt place, maybe not agreeing or disagreeing, but sharing their perspective on the situation that probably is beneficial. That's that debate. That's the the healthy argumentation, that healthy back and forth, that curiosity that's driven by our desire to expand and innovate as a species. And guess what? No one single solitary perspective holds all the truth or all the keys. Nobody, nobody, I don't care who it is, no religious leader, no, no single solitary coach or or consciousness mentor or mindset person or spirituality teacher holds all the truth. That's not how it's designed to be because then they would no longer need anyone else. And we did not come down here to be independent. We came down here to be interdependent because if we're being independent, that's actually Luciferian consciousness. That is separateness. That's the opposite of this uh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm fumbling with the words of how to describe it because I don't want it to be connected to religion or any one person's dogma or way of thinking or, um, 
methodology, but you have separateness and you have love and connectedness. And there are two different sides of the spectrum. And if you are living in a space where you believe that one person can by themselves completely and solitarily hold all the truth for all that there ever is, then there's no need for anyone else to be in their life or their experience for them to expand and grow. And that's not, that's not how we're designed. I needed this woman to show up in her truth, which yes, a lot of it's rooted in woundedness, which is there's nothing wrong with that. We all have wounds that we're carrying with us. And if we keep them hidden and if we're ashamed of them, they cannot come into the light to be healed. They cannot come out for other people to see and say, oh, I can step in and support you in this way. Surgeons, brain surgeons do not operate on themselves. That's not how it works. We need each other. And I needed her perspective today. I needed to have her show up and remind me once again that there is no black and white and there's nothing that's just cut and dry and just super obvious. And oh, everyone feels the same collective way about any given situation or experience. We are all uniquely different. And that is the beautiful gift because it is leading and guiding us back into oneness, back into connection by us embracing the things about the world that maybe we don't understand, the people that disagree with us. How can we find a common ground? What do we agree on? What is your opinion of this thing telling me you value even things as crazy as politics? And and it's about removing the agenda of resolving it now and making a decision and instead make the agenda, con- agenda connection. Make it understanding because man, from that place, everyone's minds and hearts open and new solutions. A third option comes in, not just the black and white, not just pro-life or pro-choice, but, but new insight and new understanding and new information that can come in that can innovate the system that right now, clearly we all see on all sides is not working anymore. It's outdated. It's not effective. It's not honoring all aspects. There is a way that's void of compromise, that's void of I'll be in pain a little, you be in pain a little, I'll sacrifice, you sacrifice. There is an option that is truly at its core and essence a win-win, but it can only be reached when both sides are fully and equally invested in the other side's best interest and honoring fully from a place of pure empathy and understanding what they're communicating, and what we value collectively. The crazy thing is when we do this, we realize we are all way more the same than we are different. And we just have these surface bullshit things in the 3D distracting us from the truth. Those, all those things are the illusion. The truth is that really at our core, we are all love. Really at our core, we are all light. And that woman that is celebrating the building burning down is not evil. She's not the devil. She's not a piece of shit. She's a human being that came into a very unique circumstance, different from everybody else's. She was born into a different home, raised by different people, experiencing different things in the world by religion and perception that have shaped her into the current perspective she is, which can be a gift for everybody else that sees it differently if we can embrace her and honor her, whether we agree or not. I want you guys to hear that. It doesn't mean you have to let go of your values. It doesn't mean you have to just agree with what everyone says. It doesn't mean you have to stop sharing your own unique truth because she shared her own unique truth. So then you get to fill 
into what feels like the best, most inspired, heartfelt sharing of your truth, whether that's replying to her comment, whether that's posting on your wall, whether that's writing a blog post, whether that's just sharing it with your family. And you still get to share your truth because your perspective blesses all of us just the same. And that's what I did, right? I went online. I shared my perspective, which is what I'm sharing with you here now. It keeps expanding based on interactions and comments I'm receiving from people about my message, which is I didn't really say what my opinion was one way or the other. I'm sharing it with you now, right? But that wasn't the point. The point of my perspective was, wow, we all have very different perspectives. And when we can move into a place of honoring and really listening and and hearing We can create connection. We can create unity. We can create solution rather than destruction and division and ostracizing people and kicking people out of the tribe because whatever they're feeling or seeing or witnessing is just too painful. We don't want to accept it. We want to reject it. We want to ignore it. And we want to quickly jump to assumption, pretend we understand where they're coming from so that we can quickly and comfortably move right back into our perspective without needing to look at ourselves, look at our approach, look at our perception, or look at our behaviors to make any sort of adjustments because we don't want to change ourselves. That's not going to happen. We all get to evolve together. We all get to change and grow and progress together. And that's how this works. There's, there's not going to be one person that just like way ascends everybody else. That's not, that, that goes directly against awakening. If you study awakening, any of the great masters that have experienced awakening or seen awakening or enlightenment, they immediately return back into society and humanity because the minute that you recognize your own enlightenment, you realize that it is in a paradoxical way impossible for you to be fully enlightened when no, when everybody else still isn't. Because at the ultimate, ultimate highest level of truth, we are all one. We are all one powerful, connected, energetic being of love and light. We all come from that same loving light source. And so that's why you have people that they experience some, some level of consciousness or enlightenment and they come back and teach. And then, then they experience more and then they come back and teach. We have these people who are meant to be teachers that are meant to do this type of process. And they know and they understand, and I really want to transmit this to you today, that you cannot just cut yourself off from everybody in the world that is low vibe, everybody in the world that's negative or everybody in the world that struggled and just go live in your own little enlightened cave. That's never how it was designed or meant to be. And no, I'm not saying don't have healthy boundaries. Absolutely do. Create spaces that feel good to you, that feel safe to you, where you're not being inundated with other people's pessimism. And that does not mean at the same time that you have to reject them, cut yourself off from them, disconnect from them and separate from them in an energetic way that feeds the problem, not the solution. Our lack of willingness to face the shadows on the planet, to face the real yucky shit that's out there, the the yucky, perverse, horrendous things that that humans do from from crazy places of pain or woundedness or, or mental illness or all the combination of those, our inability and our lack of willingness to look at those things and embrace them in a way that transmutes them, that loving heals them, is the problem. Right now, when someone commits a crime, they are isolated. They go to timeout. They're sent to their room. They're locked away in prison. They are disconnected from the exact energy, the exact love that could heal them, that could shift their perception, that could open them up to a new way of being. If this woman that is sharing this perception and her opinion and belief about this building had people actually fully understand her and embrace her with empathy, she may have an opening in her heart space to heal some of her vendetta or her anger or whatever it is that's driving her hate of the building and the hate of the religion. She could open up into seeing 
both perspectives. I understand and I still believe my celebration of the ending of a symbol is symbol that means this is good. And I can also honor at the same time that to many people, this building does not symbolize this. To many other people, this symbolizes their connection to God. This symbolizes history. This symbolizes whatever it is. There's a million things that this beautiful building represents to, to everyone uh, in, it, in all the different places that they come from and where they show up to join in the discussion. So this is the message today. And I want to thank all of you, those of you who feel truly inspired to share this out to, you know, private message this podcast to people. This is how things change. We inviting people in to look at new ways of approaching these types of very, very emotive situations. It is highly triggering to so many people. This is why I can absolutely understand why people jump into this feed and are stoning her. (laughs) I, I understand why they're doing that because when I can go into their perspective, I can see where they're coming from, right? And as we each do this and commit to doing this more and more and becoming better and better at doing this, because as much as I'm sitting here teaching and preaching this, I get to work on this exact same thing. I get to get better and better at watching my knee-jerk reaction. You know, for me, I was raised LDS in, in a Mormon community. And so for me, certain situations outside of that culture trigger me into my woundedness, trigger me into that, you know, desire to to lash out and, and to say things from anger or from fear or from wherever my wounded places are. So I am actively working at looking at those things and healing and shifting those perspectives and also not disconnecting from those sides of me the same way that we are going to embrace and love her very intense response to celebrating something that for so many people is a tragedy we get to love and honor our own emotions our own response and reactions to things and not make it wrong when I get angry when I see certain things online that are either being put out by by members of the LDS church um, or by the LDS church itself when I feel myself get angry or triggered or sad or uh, whatever I get to not disconnect from that side of me. Oh, that's so wrong and bad. That's not enlightened or spiritual that you're feeling angry. Whoa, you must be, you know, possessed by a devil because you're feeling angry and you're so bad. That is not creating union within me and me. That's not going to create healing. What creates healing is when I go, oh, and I wrap my loving arms around that aspect of myself that's hurt or wounded or confused or angry. And I love her where she's at, not with an agenda of like, oh, I'm loving you. So you will change so that this I'm loving you because I am love and it feels good to be myself. And so I'm going to love you. Even if I don't always understand why you're angry or why this aspect of me seems to be tantruming like a three-year-old or feeling frustrated or being obsessed in this certain uh, circular way of thinking about something. You get to love that, honor it, embrace it. And as you do that, as you give it space, as you really validate it, a lot of the tension, a lot of the pain begins to release and new perspective comes and new understanding comes and inspiration and insight and connectedness to source, to self, and to the entire, our entire family, our human family here on the planet. I love you all so much. Thank you for being here. I want to remind you that if there's ever any questions you have or topics you'd love me to speak on, to don't hesitate to reach out and invite me to explore those topics with you. I love you all so much. Make it a great day.